The bye week is over. It didn't go the Bengals' way with the division. We've got Mike Daniels joining the show. We've got a preview. We're going to do two previews of the Niners this week week, because it's a big-ass game. More than that, man, that's a terrible intro. More coming up on Blue Collar Bengals. What is up, Bengals fans? Welcome to another episode of Blue Collar Bengals. Hopefully a cleaner episode uh, since we have very, very special guest on today. Uh, no hate to you, Drew. That was not hate to you, I see. <laughs> hate to Spectrum. <laughs> oh, that was a mess last time. But hey, we're happy to be here again, um, bringing you all the Bengals talk that uh, we can muster up for 45 to 50 minutes uh, I'm going to come in hot here, Drew, and tell you what. I'm catching these referees in 4K, and they're on some bullshit, dude. I don't know if you saw my rants the past couple days, but I'm upset. I am upset. I think the fans deserve a cleaner product on the field, the officiating crew, and I laid out my five- to six-step uh, program on how to fix it. What are your thoughts? I know we disagree a little bit, but uh, let me have it, dude. I don't think we necessarily disagree, but officiating's been bad for so long. Mm-hmm. You had the holding call in the Super Bowl last year with Chiefs-Eagles. You had the bullshit holding call on Logan Wilson in the Bengals Super Bowl. You've had all these games determined by this shitty, shitty officiating. And now... The Cleveland game yesterday, here's what. Here's how it went for me, all right? It was the bye week. I was getting some stuff done around the house, had the multi-view on with a bunch of games on, popped over to the Cleveland game, laid down on the couch, passed out. Cleveland was up like six. I passed out. And I woke up, and I saw that they won. I'm like, oh, okay. And like, I get on Twitter, and people are just shitting on the refs. And I finally like figured out what happened. I'm like, holy shit, that pass interference call was horrible. That ball wasn't even nearly catchable. Horrible. And then I see the Amari Cooper play, and I'm like, all right, that's probably illegal contact. I can live with that. But I don't know. It's just hard. For, it's hard for me to be mad at it because, like, even though it's Cleveland and we don't like Cleveland and Cleveland sucks and all that, but, like, Ooh. also some shitty officiating finally bounced the way of an Ohio team. I feel like the ball's got to bounce your way every now and then. So, yeah, officiating is and has been a problem, but, like, I'm not super up in arms about it because, like, they do it all the time now. I'm just kind of numb to it. I'm ready to go to war against it. I have loaded all this ammunition into uh, each of my anti-referee chambers, uh, and I'm pretty pissed off about it. Uh, if the ball bounces to an Ohio team and it happens to be them up north, I'd like to grab it and pop the ball because sure. I'm sick of it, dude. I just am. And I think what you're saying is incredibly valid and incredibly fair. It feels good when the ball bounces your way. It's, it is nice to maybe see it come to a Midwest blue collar, no pun intended, absolutely pun intended, team. Uh, so, like, I get it. I do get it. But they won the game because of the calls. The game was over. And we're speaking about the Browns game because that is the most recent one to occur. As Drew has said, the officiating has been shit for years. Uh, and I hate – complaining about it but like i'm at an impasse i'm done with it they won the game because of it it's the browns this week who is it next week is it the chargers i don't know is it the jags is it new england is it us you know what i mean probably not us you're gonna feel good if you get the win and i like to win honestly you know what i mean i do i'm an honorable individual no matter what my wife says so if if we win that way i got a shitty taste in my mouth dude here's Here's the, here's the deal with it, and I've mm. been saying this for a couple of years now. How does the NFL not have full-time officials? How is that not a full-time job? Why do we have dentists and lawyers and shit out here deciding these NFL games when they have all of the money in the world, everything that they could need to finance a, a school, a training camp, uh, whatever you want, uh, an academy, whatever you want to call it, and have 
full-time NFL officials. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that would work full-time as an NFL ref. You got kids that maybe come out of college and don't make it to the league. You could make it like a career path. You know, I, some people have said former players. I don't know if I like that because I think that opens the door to more conspiracies like, oh, well, he's reffing, but he used to play for this coach or he used to play for this team. I think that opens the door for more shit. Mm-hmm. But and BJ's chiming in. We've got a lot of comments. Um, he BJ first said, "Will Drew's internet even allow for there to be a show today?" I certainly hope so. Mark says the Bengals didn't even play; they got screwed by the refs. Yeah. And then BJ follows up and says, "Making full time officials is too much. It makes too much sense, and the NFL doesn't do sense." Yeah. True. And there's not. I, I I just feel like. There's all the money in the world. Their command center is a joke. It just looks like a, a shitty man cave. Or or the Sky Judge. Thank you. Take something from the XFL. I was about to read that. That's step one in my one, two, three, four, five-step process. For every game, put in place an impartial Sky Judge with actual power. I said, and I got guff for this, I said every call is reviewable and can be overturned by the Sky Judge judge with irrefutable evidence right we yeah can't, we can't just have the replay guy coming in and say you know what fuck them that wasn't a first down there's gotta be a ridiculous replay like we see all the time right and and people people to the people saying well the game will be five hours long no it won't man you know how fast computers can do this in between plays and the guy can look at it hell this show, look at this. We got shit popping up on the screen, and we're a couple of morons. So guys getting paid <laughs> dollars or whatever, hundreds of thousands of dollars, can slide a screen on there like freaking Minority Report, look at it, boom, throw it away and go, yep, that was a first down. Or, no, that wasn't pass interference. You're a moron on the field, dude. And you can go look at my five-step plan, okay? Bengo's five-step plan. I'm not going to read it here. I might later, depending on how crappy the show's going. But uh, they just need held accountable, dude. It's just, I don't know. I could rant about it all day. I think our, our opinions are known. But, oh. If you need to fill time because Spectrum fucks me over, you can read your plan to the people. I will. About that. I'll keep, fill that, a, keep that note nearby. I'll fill it. It's bus. just, and you got... You know, back to Cleveland, just because that's the team that we're talking about here. They got hosed out of a touchdown when Amari Cooper had this much room between him and the sideline. A sky judge could buzz down in two seconds and be like, yo, you missed it. He's in. Touchdown. And it's over. And (laughs) that's my biggest issue this week is like it happens to be Cleveland. I go back and forth with Cleveland fans all the time. I like a lot of Cleveland fans, to be honest. Like some of them are funny and enjoyable to go back and forth with. Uh, but like it just happened to be Cleveland this week. If this if this was another team, I'd be complaining the same way. But that's the thing people are saying, like, oh, you're just saying that because we're in the same division. You're a hater because we're four and two and you're three and three. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but also, dude, you Baltimore, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh fans, you deserve better also. The whole league deserves better. And it's just it's 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 like it's killing me, dude. It's killing me. Bottom line. And, and Mark makes a decent point here. Bad calls are going to happen when the human element is evolved, but you hate it when it decides a game. And that's what it is. And we're in a world now where every football game that you watch, there are nine sports betting apps mm. advertising their shit. DraftKings, FanDuel, me on Ohio Sportsbook, BetJack, shout out. Um, but you've got all these people pushing sports betting. The NFL has a sports betting partner. Yeah. And since that has all been coming in and being much of a bigger thing, people are starting to wonder, did Vegas make the call on that? And uh, I don't think that that is the case. I don't want to think that. I don't either. think, I don't think that. Oh my God, dude. Ah. I just got a, a DM from a Buckeye fan. I'm sorry. Man, oh. I thought nothing phased me on Twitter. Buckeye fans, you might be my kryptonite. You guys make me want to fucking fight people on the internet. I'm, anyway. an, o- I'm an Ohio guy uh, and they, wanted to kill me. I mean, you're an Ohio guy, a Michigan guy. They wanted to kill me for, for funny enough, shitting on the officials in that Penn State game. They're brutal, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have even opened that. It, it popped up. I, 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 but, but the point that I was getting ready to make is that I don't remember. What was I saying? Uh, you're Connor. Whoever Connor is, you fucked this whole thing up, yeah. Connor. How gambling, how people are saying gambling may be affected it. 
I don't, I, I don't want to go there. I, I mean, we can talk about it, but like mentally my brain doesn't want to accept that as a potential reality because that would just, Oh my God, dude, that would crush the integrity of the, of the game that you and I love having gambling that, affect it that hard. That's the point that I'm making. I don't think that gambling affects NFL games that way. Yeah. I really, really don't. But what the NFL needs to do is everything that they can possibly do to confirm that and show effort to make it seem like we are, this isn't cooked. Vegas isn't fucking with our games. We just got full-time officials. We just put them through a training camp. We just got a sky judge. We just did thing A, B, C, D, and F, whatever it is to say, look, we're, we're, we're committed to the officiating being great last year after the officiating was shit. And that holding call in the super bowl that fucked Philly over Roger Goodell does a press conference. Like our refs did great. It's he's like, you have to at least recognize it. Nobody's going to be mad at Roger Goodell who just got another contract extension. If he says, Hey, officiating's had some issues. We're going to do some shit to fix it. I think everybody would be okay with that. So I don't think that Vegas affects games. I think that there's times where it looks very, very much like Vegas could be affecting a game, but the NFL has the resources and the people or can get the people to really quiet a lot of that. And they've just refused to up to this point. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I don't get it. I I was, before you brought that up, I was going to allude to the fact that I remember Goodell saying, I think we're okay. I think we're, our officials are fine. What are you guys talking about? When 99% of the, the world is looking at some of these games, like, are you blind Roger? Like, come on, quit counting your money for 30 seconds and freaking hold somebody accountable. One of the things I said is like, they get scored. And you can go to this comment right after I say this. Make their scorecards public after the game. So they're like, shit, I need to really focus. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not, sometimes I pop the comments up just so they get seen on the show. We might not read them all, but he makes a good point. If you're going to have a sports gambling partnership, then out of transparency, you should have full-time refs paid, and they should be fined and held accountable for being awful. And that's a good point, too. You know how in the NBA they have the last two-minute report where they report the officiating of the last two minutes of a game for transparency? Because if they fuck up, they'll be like, hey, we messed up here. This is This was a problem. This shouldn't have happened. It doesn't make the players feel better if they lost the game. It doesn't make the fans feel better if they lost the game. But it's an at least it's at least an attempt where they say, "Hey, we messed up here. Now we know we can do something going forward." And why can't an official get fined? Official, you can find them relative to their their income. They're saying, "Well, players make millions of dollars. They can take a hundred thousand dollar fine." Okay, if a guy made I don't know how much they make. Let's say he makes two grand a game. Probably not, but let's just say if he fucks up bad, fine him five hundred bucks. Find them 250 bucks. Do it relative to what they earned on the game. Yeah. Yeah. Iowa got fucked in college football hard on yeah. a kick return. Oh, because my. the guy cleared the guy did this to keep people like, I think to tell his teammates to get away from the ball. And then it, it goes was, on a bounce. He catches it. He houses it. And they say that it was a fair catch signal and his arm never even came above his head. It wasn't even as aggressive as you just did, dude. No, he, he did like a circle motion, like clear out, clear out. You know what I mean? It wasn't even like a fool like that, man. Like, unbelievable. It's just getting old. And Chris makes a good point in, in the chat. I think he's a new commenter. He said earlier, he said the Colts gave up 39 points. I don't know that it was all gifted, but the officials were bad all around. And he says, what about the fourth down throw to Moore that went for 30 yards in Cleveland's own territory? Not a Browns fan in all sense, but the Colts were bad as well. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was a bad, it was a, it was a weird game. It was an excitingly ugly, weird game. From what I saw before I fell asleep on my couch. Um, ben, resident Iowa guy. Iowa got fucking robbed. They did, dude. <laughs> he, needs, so, he needs to come on the show. We need to get him on the show. Dude, Ben is an absolute electric factory. <laughs> um, so, when it, I mean, when it comes to officiating, the Bengals, I 100% believe, lost a Super Bowl due to shitty officiating. Yeah. I think that... I got dragged by Bengals fans after the AFC championship game last year for not blaming officiating, but there's a very easy path to to blame officiating. And our our buddy Bengals captain put out there and said, you know, hey, NFL, if you got any more game winning calls, can the Bengals get one? I quoted it. I said, dude, I'll just start by, can we get a fucking roughing the passer call on Joe Burrow that we never get? Yeah. Maybe the problem is they got doctors and dentists and lawyers out there. Maybe it just needs to be like mechanics and shit like hip. He was over. He was out of bounds. Just regular dudes, man. Make because they because what what are they gonna what are they gonna do? They ain't gonna like you know money. It's no, just, come it's, on. It's it's these dudes that just fly out to these games on the weekends and they got to go to 
I know they go to training camps and they do some stuff like in the preseason, but you can't tell me that they couldn't fill out an officiating crew for the entire NFL of people that want to be full-time refs. And maybe they shouldn't be 60-year-old dudes that are trying to keep up with and watch the best athletes in the world. I I really like the idea. Let's say you're a guy that played college ball for four years. You couldn't go to the league. Things just didn't work out, but you were there. And – you know, that's a career path you want to go into. Do you want to be an NFL official for the next 30 years or whatever it is and then retire? And that why not? That could be a damn good career path for somebody that wants to stay involved in the game. Yeah. And I I, I have a hard time believing that people wouldn't just sign up for that. I think it's already lucrative, but like if it isn't, make it lucrative. You know what I mean? Give them some incentive. I don't know. Is there bonuses? I, then, then, then you get it. I don't. Know, you can't do that because then you get into. Oh, I made that call because I get a bonus. I don't know, but it's a, something needs to happen. It's beyond our freaking control. Uh, we're just regular guys that bitch about it, you know. So, well, even like a grading system where at the end of the year, if they look back and they say you were accurate on this percentage of your amount of calls throughout the season, you'll get this much money. If we review the film and your calls were accurate to 85% for the year, you'll get a little bit of bonus. Cool. Do it. I'm in. Totally in. Um, So we have a special guest joining the program today. Now, I'm going to introduce this man with what made me become such a giant fan of this man was when I saw a video, I posted before every Pittsburgh game. It's how I think it's how we became like friends on the Internet. It's number 76, former Bengals defensive tackle Mike Daniels. And that video was him before Pittsburgh game where he said, we hate these motherfuckers. We hate them. We hate them. We hate them. So act as such. And I was like, that's it. I'm a Mike Daniels guy, no matter what. So um, glad for him to be here. He's going to join us. We're going to talk a little ball, see how he's been keeping up with the Bengals. And then um, I know you got a couple really good questions for him. So let's welcome in the man himself. Mike, how you feeling, man? I'm good, man. My connection is crazy right now. So if I fall out, um, just bear with me here, man. I'm trying to get a. It won't be as bad as mine last week, I promise. Let me see this. Let me see this. Do I look better now? Ah, there we go. All right. Good. Good. Thank God. How you How you been, Mike? How How things hanging? Things are hanging good, man. Real good, man. Feeling good. Uh, coaching my kids' teams and stuff, man. Um, you know, taking care of husband and dad life right now. Dude, aren't we all? Aren't we all, man? Right, 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 right. By a two-year-old every day. Yeah, I got four running, around, dude. So. Oh man, so you know what it's all about, then? Yeah, dude, I'm I'm experiencing that realm. What's uh, what's that like, going from playing uh to coaching these these kids? How's that working out? It's fun, man. It's fun, and it's it's so crazy because a lot of people don't know that I play in the NFL, and then when they find out, they're like what and they start like going like wow i didn't know then they start googling me and stuff then they're looking like you used to be really really good i'm like yeah, yeah you know but right now i'm coach yeah. you know so just understand if i'm telling a kid something i know what i'm talking about you know what i mean and that's been helping out quite a bit you know but uh it's been good you know my, i got good kids who listen and uh my kids they're getting into it they're loving it too so i'm having a good time what do you they got you coaching if- line or what are you doing so i definitely coach the lines you know and really uh just offering different you know bits of knowledge uh other aspects of the game that i that i know from being around it for so long i don't know if you know that but drew down there a bit of a coaching legend himself i mean okay. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to flex but there's a lot of trophies in this room <laughs> I'm, we might have to do a little talking then, man, off the cameras, obviously. Can't get away too yeah, many absolutely. secrets. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't find one. I was going to grab one, but I don't feel like getting out of the chair. So I've noticed I've noticed following you on Twitter, um, stuff like that. You know, we never got the steak dinner at Jeff Ruby's that we talked about. You know, that never came through, but it's all right. We're still here. But I do <laughs> notice that it seems like you you still follow the Bengals relatively closely. Is that right? Yeah, I follow the NFL, man. I, I, I'm one of those guys, right, when people used to um, – I guess people run into NFL players and they'll always kind of give them the whole, hey, I don't want to bother you about football or nothing, you know. I, I was the guy that was like, no, let's. I can talk football. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. I've sat 
and I mean, that's why I'm so active on social media. I love talking football. You know what I'm saying? I love interacting with the fan bases, you know, the people, because I am the people. We are one. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I hit the wrong button. I just made your head big. My bad. Um, but- it's already big enough. <laughs> that's really refreshing to hear because because uh i know we've talked a few times but even going into this when i'm talking to you guys i'm always like hey man softball stuff nothing down and dirty but that's that's really fresh refreshing to hear man so uh give it to us man what do you think about this Bengals team this year i think everything has finally come full circle for them and that full circle is um and I said this when I spoke to Zim. I actually called Zim, mm-hmm. you know, and I wanted to just, like, kind of let him know, like, yo, bro, I could have told you what's happening now was going to happen two years ago when everybody kind of thought after the Super Bowl they were just going to roll a ball out there and just magically end up in the Super Bowl again, mm-hmm. right? There was never, like, an identification of some of the odd circumstances that led to us getting there, Right. You're talking about we finished three AFC playoff games with an interception. That never happens. I don't care how good your defense is. Mm-hmm. That never happens. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a Chiefs team collapses in the second half twice. That doesn't mean you own the Chiefs. That just means that you got two identical games. That's not going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A mystery penalty that doesn't get called on a Tyler Boyd touchdown against the Raiders. That type of stuff. A lot of freaky stuff. We're talking, this is what, third and fourth and one? And the Titans with Derrick Henry is in shotgun? That don't happen. You see what I mean? So I'm like, a lot of those weird things was never really brought to light. I'm used to winning games and being told, yo, like, we, we kind of got away with one. You know what I mean? We got one. <laughs> we got away with one, right? But that was never the attitude. Yeah. So that's why you had things like Burrowhead and, you know, little different forms of this and that. Like, you know, that stuff, I'm all with it. Trust me. I was the biggest a-hole on the planet. I also knew not to write a check that my teammates couldn't cash. So I wasn't going to, like, talk trash about, another team stadium per se not at least to the media Mm -hmm. i'll say it amongst us in the locker room like yo these guys you know what i mean i'm not going to be like that in the media because bulletin board material is a real thing and this is the nfl and everybody's good you know what i mean i never liked burrowhead i never liked burrowhead from the moment i started i was like man he's played there one damn time stop it's any given sunday any given any given and then you're not saying this about all due respect. You're not saying this about an opponent who, you know, like Aaron Rodgers waited until he played 15 years against the Bears to say, I still own you. Right. He's got 15 years or how many years he has, 12, 14, I don't know, of over a decade's worth of evidence that I own you. Right. You won there one time. You know what I mean? And that was the difference because during that Super Bowl run, that type of stuff kind of started creeping in, but there was a lot of veteran big guys. That's why I told Zim, the most important guy on that team is DJ Reader. Mm-hmm. Your biggest, you. scariest, meanest guy is he's the one that keeps like, hey, yo, we're not going to say that. We're not going to do that. Because who who's going who's gonna to fight the big guy? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then Karis, because he was in New England, so he knows what winning is about. And Brown, because he was in on the Chiefs, he knows what winning is about. You know, your big guys are the ones that kind of keeps everything in line and in order. That that's when I was in Green Bay, that's all they talked about was that Reggie White is the one that kept this team in line. Okay. Big six five, two hundred and ninety-five, three hundred or three hundred and ten pound, three hundred pound guy who's running around like, yo, tighten up. I think people might listen to him. See what I'm saying? Right? So. Yeah, yeah I don't think anybody's going to try to check that's DJ. That's the thing. <laughs> no, no. DJ. Say it again. I said, I don't think anybody's going to try to check DJ. Oh, no. 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 As they shouldn't. As they shouldn't. You know what I mean? Do but you think, 
do you think that watch, watching the Bengals that you've watched now, you've been in the room with a lot of the guys, you've been there with, with all of the staff, the staff has stayed intact. Do you think that they have what it takes to to get things rolling, to turn it around and get back to the postseason? Absolutely. Absolutely. They have all the talent in the world. It, how do you end up with the number one overall pick and then you end up with his favorite target from college? That's like that, 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 hey, listen now, that don't happen. How many times have we actually seen that? The Colts tried it, but even then they didn't give him uh, his favorite receiver. I don't know who it would have been at Stanford with Andrew Luck, but they did give him his tight end. Yeah. The Fleener, I believe that's his name, right? So there's a lot of talent. You're talking about two legitimate number one receivers and then three legit number one receivers. You could argue Tyler Boyd will be a number one on, on some rosters, right? But definitely a number two. Not no question, number two. You, you see what I mean? Like you, you have all that. Joe Mixon's a tough back, and they have a veteran. You know, they, they their O line is playing well, right? Better than they have because um, they're playing more consistently. Well, I'll say right. And the defense, Luana Rumo. I seen a tweet, and I agree with it. They need to build a statue of Luana Rumo outside of Paycor Stadium. I got five on it. Period. <laughs> my dad, my dad, and I. We were watching one of my older games, you know, and I was like, Pop, just look at this this lineup on Sunday Night Football. And it said B.J. Roger, Pro Bowler, Mike Daniels, Pro Bowler, Julius Peppers, Hall of Famer, Clay Matthews, Hall of Famer, um, Micah Hyde, Pro Bowler, Ha Clinton Dix, Pro Bowler. You see what I'm saying? Like Casey Hayward, Pro Bowler. You got all these guys, but yet we could never even get to the Super Bowl. You see what I mean? Come to the Bengals. Nobody knows who any of these guys are, and yet they're a top five defense. The mad a top time. five defense. Yeah, and that's what happens when you have a, a coach putting guys in the right positions and guys responding and guys playing for each other and playing for their coach. There's no selfish football out there, yeah, and that's what makes that defense so good. That's what I was going to ask you if you've been watching this year the D line like Trey Hendrickson. I you, you played a year with him, so you know. You know how Trey Henderson gets down, and nobody knew who he was. They were like, "Oh my God, the Bengals just—they got rid of Carl Lawson for Trey Henderson. What are they doing?" And then Henderson comes in. They don't go to the Super Bowl without Henderson that year, and now he's got seven sacks through six games this year. I mean, that blackout Trey is real. So when you watch that game, is, is that D line going to be able to keep things going too? Because the thing that I always say is, Trey Henderson's a monster. Sam Hubbard's damn good, but we need some guys behind them to step up so they can get a breather at least. So it's funny be, because I'll say it's almost the opposite. Oh. I'll say that Logan Wilson. Yeah. All right. Logan Wilson. No, they don't talk about him enough. Nobody. They does. don't. They don't. That Logan Wilson is really what has been the linchpin of that defense, quite frankly. Him and DJ. You see what I'm saying? Sam Hubbard. Trey. He's the guy with all the Pro Bowls and all the sacks. Sam Hubbard plays more of a complete game. Mm -hmm. Sam He's makes the tough the tackles in a run. He gets those tackles for luck. Any sack Sam gets is because he was just going, 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 going. And eventually, bam, he finally got it. Right? So Trey, tough player. He's tough. Tough as hell. Tough pass rusher. He gets after it. But Sam plays a more complete game. And I think Sam, it, Sam is by far one of the better, more complete DNs in the NFL. They don't talk about Sam enough. Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt is just tough. I mean, he's just tough, brother. You hear me? Oh, yeah. He's just tough. And Logan, Logan's a legit cowboy. He went to the right school. He's an actual <laughs> cowboy. That's how he plays football. Yeah. And it's fun watching it, man. Right. So yeah. those guys, man, they just they, – they're playing complete defense. That's what makes them so dangerous. Everybody's just doing their job. Mike Hilton might be the smallest player in the NFL but makes the biggest <laughs> tackles week in and week out. He's a missile. He is a missile. I can't say how many times I've looked and, like, wanted to pull – rip my own face mask off because a corner – Allowed a running back just to run outside. Mike Hilton, as soon as that ball looks like a sniff in the C or the D gap, Mike Hilton is right there. And they're, I mean, 
He's ankle biting, period. Yeah. yeah. And there's no shame in that because he's getting a job got, done. We got some of that with Cam Taylor Britt too. He's he's not afraid to come up and put a stick on anybody in the league. I love he's, Cam Taylor Britt. DTB's big though. Mike Hilton's a little. Yeah, big. he's bigger. Yeah. Mike yeah. Hilton's a pitbull, dude. He's he's a he's like a a, a linebacker in a, a DB's body out there on the edge. And uh, having played DB, not at your level, Mike, so I won't go there. But having played. <laughs> To, to see him come into those gaps like that and make some of the tackles he makes on the edge, it's it's a holy shit moment a lot of times. Like, wow, he really laid the wood there, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's like that. Yeah, and we, we got a ton of guys, and you're alluding to it, is a, a lot of our defensive players are just underrated guys, and we have underrated combinations too. We've got the two bookends in Hendrickson and Hubbard. That mm -hmm. You ask uh, an NFC fan about him, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I've heard of them. Then you show them the stats, and they're like, "Oh shit, they're good." Then you got, exactly. Yeah. Then you got the cowboy Logan Wilson and uh, Jermaine Pratt. I mean, those two together. I'm. I thank God every day we lock them in long term. Those two together I mean, are are unreal. They're unbelievable, dude. As a tandem. If they were my linebackers, I go to a lot more Pro Bowls. Right. That's, that's a good. All way due to respect to my linebackers, I, I'm because we had a lot of in Green Bay. We had a lot of outside. Clay Matthews was playing inside backer for goodness sake. We had we only had one true inside backer too, Sam Barrington, who was going after a year. They, you know, they let him go, and Blake Martinez. Other than that, it was a bunch of outside backers. This was the first time, well, when I was in Detroit as well, that I've got to play with true inside backers, and man, that's why I said those two guys. Mm -hmm. They're, Logan, Wilson they're really good. Logan Wilson got the deal and did not chill out at all. And I think that no. we're, we're big, big Logan Wilson fans in my house. And I think part of it is because he's joining the girl dad gang. He just, he, they just announced it. He's having a little girl. So there's just a different, you know, something different gets into you when you become a girl. Dad. Yes, it does. It dad. makes you more of a man. <laughs> I didn't have this beard until I had my daughter. <laughs> Mine wasn't gray until I had mine. Yeah, I had some great come with it too. <laughs> we got what a good else? comment from the chat from uh, Chris Tucker. Um, probably not the one from Rush Hour. You sure about that? I mean, maybe, maybe he's worldwide. In. So, but it says, "Hey, Mike, do you think we can beat the 49ers? And that's a great question because they're the they're the giant that everybody's been talking about all year. They stumbled against Cleveland, but do you think the Bengals can beat them on Sunday? I think you can beat anybody. It's the NFL. You literally can beat anybody. I legitimately think we can beat anybody. So to beat the 49ers, yeah, I think they can get it done. That's but there's going to have to be an attitude shift to happen prior to that. You see, because I remember before we, before we played them last time, um, Zach wanted me to give the speech, right, um, the night before the game. Because, Mike, you exemplify – the type of style of play that I need to see out there tomorrow. You know, and I'm like, all right, you know. And he showed a clip. I forget what the movie is from, but it was when the mobsters, they was in a bar, then a biker gang came in and they were disrespecting the bar. And then the mobsters locked the door and beat the hell out of them with the pool yeah. sticks and stuff. You know, Zach showed that scene and Zach handed out a baseball bat to each player and said, this is what we need. Now, we lost to them, right? But he was saying, that's the attitude we need to play against this team because that 49ers team, that's how they play, right? And the way this Bengals team, they play hard. And we got some tough guys. Don't get it twisted. But we'd be lying if we said this was the scary Bengals defense. They're a better Bengals defense, but they're not a scary Bengals defense of the Pac-Man Jones Vontez, Burfick, Malaluga, Dunlap, you know, Atkins. This isn't them. These guys, they've achieved more. So I would just say they achieved more, but that defense was actually scary. You that get what I'm saying? get the difference, right? Yeah. Free Burfick, like by the way. Huh? Free Burfick, oh. by the way. Yeah. He didn't deserve it. Bro, come, he really didn't. And this is after he had been cleaning up his act. And that, that kind of pissed me off when I found out about it. But I said, I understood. I just didn't agree with it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so 
they're they're going to have to need that type of that that type of f you attitude, right? I'm not talking about arrogance. I'm not talking about burrowhead type, right? I'm talking <laughs> about like legitimate. Yo, this guy just tried to kill our wide receiver in a playoff game, but I don't want to approach him because he might they 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 might jump me. You see what I mean? Like that's the type of attitude. Not necessarily getting those type of penalties, but just saying like that's the attitude. That's going to, you know, uh, drive the victory home against a team like the 49ers because they pride themselves on that. And that's not who we play this year, but against the Lions, too. Okay. And that's what the Ravens showed last week versus them. Mm -hmm. I like that. You got to play with a little bit of hate in your heart. You really do. It's just like, for sure. Like, it's. It's a a uh, four hour car crash, man. You know you played like it's you gotta hate the guy across from you for four hours, and then afterwards you can shake hands. But like it's just yeah. Well, what's happened with them is that you can see they they slightly, just slightly. Honestly, Joe getting hurt was the best thing for that team. Okay, because it didn't allow them to kind of fall into that whole ah oh, well we got Joe Burrow type of attitude, right? Yeah. So now the defense had to still come out and be, you know, play tough. Seattle game was a perfect example. Yeah. Right. And the attitude definitely is, yo, they couldn't score anything in the red zone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they have to keep it that way. Like, yo, we're not going to let you score. We don't care how close you get. And that's the attitude that defense took because offense stalled out after in the second half. Right. But that's what it's going to take. Because as soon you don't want to be the team that as soon as your offense gets slowed down, you guys are done for. That's not what you want to be. And they showed that against the um the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And now that's a great place to uh you know a good step forward for them. I like that. I, I totally agree. You got it. We gotta be. We gotta be this team. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just it's gotta. We gotta press forward with that. It's, that's right. Step on the gas. Keep playing uh, and go into games just knowing. They're not going to score on me because I'm not going to let them. That's right. 100%. God damn. I, man, I miss you around here, Mike. <laughs> I, do. I do too, man. I'm about to say one more thing. <laughs> hey, man, look, brother. Look, everybody knows where I'm at. <laughs> and you do the craziest workouts too. You oh post some of the craziest workout videos. Yes. I'm like, how does a dude that big do shit like that? Yeah, man. Look, sometimes you just got to show people – what you're capable of, right? Now, when it's your time, it's your time. That's what it is. But never go down without a fight. Yep. Oh, no, I'm going to show y'all I can move. I'm strong, and I'm in great shape. I love it. I love it. You got any questions in the chat for him? If not, I got an interesting question for you from one of our followers, Mike. But uh, you we'll got do, any- we'll, we'll do Chris's again. Uh, we've got some great comments. I know I'm marrying the right woman because she says perfect needs to be ruler of the jungle against the Steelers for sure. So mm-hmm. I know I'm marrying the right woman here in a few months. But Chris See? Tucker tapped back in, said, Mike, I think we have to have the attitude that Cleveland went in with. They were not scared. They started a fight pregame. They came yeah. out of the boom box. That's the attitude we need. We need to believe we can win. And that's true. Brother, Mike Tomlin got his whole team black air forces. <laughs> and at that time, I can tell you for a fact, I knew the boys in orange and black were saying, oh, we beat the Steelers two in a row. They ain't who they used to be. That stopped very fast. Because the Steelers came in with that black Air Force energy. Yeah. Pissed Jamar off so much he flicked, double flicked off the boy Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. I got that on a you shirt. I mean? <laughs> yeah. But you bro, guys are doing that. Yeah. They're they're doing that. They're coming with that attitude. When you're the top dog, people are gonna bring that attitude to you. Just like the Browns brought to the 49ers. And they've been bringing it to everybody else because they're like one of the historically better defenses right now. They are going pretty crazy. Sometimes you got to learn from those who you hate, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can take something from that for sure. Learn from your enemy, 100%. I totally agree. This follow-up question is so good. I'm ready for Ron to get to it. This is so good because this is a hot (laughs) subject right now, and I think you're the perfect guy to answer it. So we had a Twitter follower. uh, His name is Chris Boland. So have you seen what the Eagles have been doing with the tush push? I I live out here. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> you can't go to a little league game without seeing that. That's okay. Right. Okay, so they've been doing it. 
It works. It flat out works. It's a two-parter. First of all, are you in favor of the tush push? And as a former, well, as an interior guy, how do you stop it? What's the answer? Um. Oh boy. Oh, you know what? Wait, <laughs> I'm not gonna get fined. You gotta send somebody <laughs> right at the quarterback. Take. You know how you got? You said Hill was a missile. As soon as that ball snapped, sent him right over the line. Bam. <laughs> Sorry, that was 15 yards worth it. Send a message. Want to try it again? Y'all gonna touch go. push hey, again or not? That's touch push again or not? We may give up 15 yards. We may give up seven points from it. All I know is that they're going to say, we're not going to risk our boy like that. Then they'll, but what's going to happen next, they'll start bringing in like fullbacks and shit to run it. So I guess that doesn't matter because then it's like, you know what? We'll practice with our fullback. So fullback or a linebacker is something stupid as hell like that. Or like a fifth string DN, a big dude. The practice take a snap or something. You know what I mean? So, hey, you're expendable. You know, now we got we to gotta rock spot for the touch push guy. You know what I mean? We don't care if you get knocked out. You know what I'm saying? So, Educate. but um, uh, yeah, I would have to send somebody over top just to meet them. And I think teams have tried that. Like whatever I say, I'm sure it's been tried already. You see what I'm saying? So, the way you stop it, I guess, is don't get in that situation. <laughs> Your defense has to know that they can't give up more than like eight yards on the first three downs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nah, but. But it's only been a near 100% success rate for the Eagles. Yeah. Other teams have tried it. You got to think. The Eagles have a left tackle who played rugby, professional rugby. So that comes straight from, like, that scrum. Like, he yeah, bought that over it. there. See what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't be – so I was just saying, I wouldn't be surprised if point. he's the one that bought That's that That's a really over. good point. Yeah. Man, okay. I, we, I've been thinking about that all day, man. What do we got? Mike, I love you. Go I got on. one more comment for Ben. Well, he's, Hawkeyes, baby. he's an electric Bengals fan. He's a big Hawkeyes fan, so I had to get his comment up on the screen so you could show him some of He lives and breathes Iowa. Good, good, good. I'm sure it's a house divided when they play the, the Buckeyes, but, I you know, it is what it is. Hawks he's all a, day. He's a Michigan Oh, good. I'm a Michigan fan. <laughs> I'm a some shit going on. Oh, so, man. No Buckeyes here. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah. Mike. Mike, we've had we've had more, awesome. uh, more more than we talked about uh, you hanging out with us, man. If, if Drew's got nothing else for you, man, you're a you're a great friend. Uh, love talking to you. Uh, I'm sure we'll uh, holler at you again. Uh, and really appreciate you coming yeah. on here. And uh, hey, look, man. All I gotta do is say I appreciate you guys. I appreciate Bengals Nation, and I told Zim the same thing. Like you guys. So I fell in love with the Bengals after I watched the game against the Steelers. I, I always respected the like the physicality of you guys, right? But after I watched the game with the Steelers, I was like, man, I we need to hate our opponents the way they hate the Steelers from that playoff game, right? And that's why, like, I was like, yes, I will sign with the Bengals because I want <laughs> to be part of that. That's why it was so easy for me to adopt the attitude of we hate these motherfuckers. We hate them. We hate them. We fucking hate them. You see what I'm saying? Because I admired that because Green Bay didn't really take that attitude towards the uh, the Bears and the Lions and the um and the Vikings. So I was like, I can't wait to be part of a rivalry for real. And 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 I loved it. I loved every minute of it, man. I loved every minute of it, man. So you guys accepted me as one of your own. I played there for two years. I felt like I played there my whole career. Just because the way I was accepted by Bengals Nation, who they nation is. I mean, I've been blessed. I appreciate it, man. Packers. Appreciate time, man. I mean, great fan base, man. Picks up the phone and has to hit you up maybe here a little bit later in the season. Just stay ready. Hey, man, look. Look, I have no problem coming in and teaching the young guys, man. I have no problem doing that. Mentor no Mike, problem we appreciate doing your time, man. Have a great rest of your night. Yes, yeah, man. You too. Thanks, guys. What Holy a conversation. Dude, that was fix our oh, big faces. That was more more than I was thinking. Uh, we, we'd be. He's he's super personable, uh, but I love that that he likes to come in and actually you know talk ball with us. That was great, dude.
Mike is Mike is awesome, man. He's he's been a great dude. That just like you, you and I have both kind of gone back and forth with him on on Twitter and stuff. Just a great dude, awesome. It, I love hearing former players talk about how much they love playing in Cincinnati because I don't feel like he gets as much love as it should sometimes. It is because because he because he comes on here and because he's no longer here, he kept it real with the Burrowhead shit. You and I both hated the Burrowhead shit. We hated it during the Burrowhead shit. He kept it real with stuff like that, uh, but but then to to come back and come full circle. Uh, not to steal his words, uh, and and uh, just show love for Cincinnati. That says a lot about our program, dude. It really, really does. And he was here for two years, uh, and he can say that this fan base is one of his his favorite fan bases, dude. Like, yeah, absolutely. And moving on to the 49ers game, I know we're gonna go a little bit over on time, but that conversation was so damn good, man. There was no stopping it. That was so good. It was so much fun. Yeah. We do not have a wallop of the week presented by the Cincy hat because obviously we were on a bye week but Ron has got the Cincy hat on I got a different one on we'll get to that in a second but we did have our giveaway winner um, I think her name was Taylor Taylor yeah got, got her two beanies um, we did the giveaway we're gonna have more of those coming up we've been uh, talking back and forth with Matt so don't forget www.thecincyhat.com now I'm wearing a little bit of a different hat because the new Ace Apparel hats just dropped a couple of buddies of mine started a golf apparel business, and I'm going to tell you one thing. I suck at golf. I'm terrible. I'm complete, utter dog shit, all right? But I put on an Ace Apparel shirt when I was down in uh, Nashville. It wasn't this shirt, but it was a shirt. But we got cool-ass shit on the collar and everything like that. And I played the best golf I've ever played in my life. So I told them, they, they give me some gear. I said I'd shout them out. So it's aceapparelgolf.com. You can use promo code Drew20 for 20% off your order. It's the same shirts as like some of the big guys. They're just a lot cheaper because they're not busting your head on the fucking price. So that's why I'm wearing a different hat today because I got to be ready to play shitty golf when it gets warm again next year. I might get a chance to get out there one or two more times this year. So shout out to them if you want some good golf clubs. Golf clothes, not clubs. They don't sell clubs. I'm a liar if you think that I said that. Cool golf clothes. Hit them up. So we're 47 minutes in. You have not gone upside down. No. My internet has not cut out. It's just been boring, common, no chaos show. And I will say it's probably because I reset my internet router and did everything that I possibly could before Spectrum, the worst internet provider on the planet. We are not going to get a deal with Spectrum because they're terrible. But we've, we've made it through. Uh, Lord Behemoth 78 with a good comment says that he would have talked for another hour. That's so cool. What an awesome dude. Yeah, man. Mike is awesome. He, he, he definitely would have, if, if we would have kept talking, he would have just kept talking too, but we want to respect his time. He's got kids. He's got football. He might have practice tonight. I don't know what's going on out there. He's one of the boys, man. hundred percent. One of the boys. Ben also says he would whoop me in golf. You, you may, you may, but I guarantee you won't look as fucking cool as I do. So yeah. Who's really going to win? Yep. And then you'll have to wrestle me. You'll have to wrestle me because you beat beat Drew in golf. And then that's you're true. Home. That's how it works. Your shirt your shirt will get all fucked up, but that's okay. Because afterwards, you'll put on an Ace Apparel shirt and you'll look fine. Damn. What a way <laughs> to bring it home. Boom. Uh, Chris Tucker, very active in the chat. Chris, I think this is the first time I've seen you in here. If I've missed you before, I'm sorry. But this is a very good way to maybe close out the show. Do you feel we need to win one of these next two or we could be done for? I feel like that Bills game could be a must win. And I am of the camp. I will give my opinion. I'll let you give yours. I'm of the camp that one and one is the absolute worst they can come out of this next two game stretch. They cannot drop both of these games and get to three and five. And we feel like there's any reasonable chance at the postseason. Double stamp. That's it. Double stamp. It, it is what it is. I want them. I, I want them both, but yeah. you you've got to have one. Yeah. Um, I think if you beat the Niners, if they can find a way to go to San Francisco and beat the Niners, and I do want to point out the bye week helps with that because there's not going to be the jet lag. They're probably going to get out there a little bit early. I would think they were in Cincinnati today though, so I don't I don't know how how soon they plan on getting out there. But if they can pull that win off, they can beat the surging hot Niners team, even though they, they came off that, that win against Cleveland. We'll see how they do tonight. Um, I think that that could start one of those patented Bengals runs. 
and something that could help the Bengals in that situation. We don't all, we never root for injuries, but the fact of the matter is Debo Samuel is out for the next two games. So that's tonight and that's Monday or I'm sorry, Sunday against the Bengals. Um, the Niners have confirmed that he will miss the next two games with a fracture of something. I can't remember exactly what that fracture was, but something got hurt. Now we'll see what Christian McCaffrey has going tonight. We'll see how Trent Williams looks tonight. Those are the other two big injuries that they have to watch. But if the Bengals can win, if the Bengals can win, that could start one of those crazy runs that I keep telling everybody we shouldn't count on. Because people are people are telling me today, it is the beginning of week eight. Oh, well, it's a long season. It's not a long season anymore. It's time to fucking pick your nuts up and start winning football games. There's no more. It's a long season. We are halfway through this thing. Yeah. yeah. I want both. But if we got to drop one, I'll be honest, I'd rather be the Niners in the NFC. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, not, not, you probably are thinking the same thing, but I, I'd rather take the Bills to the woodshed. Uh, sorry, Glenn. It is what it is. Glenn Goodberry, Joe Goodberry's uh, much more handsome brother. Sorry, Joe. Uh, oh, damn. Stray, uh, it's all over. <laughs> Joe, Joe's fine. Joe's fine. Uh, we'll play Halo later or something, but but I'd rather I'd rather beat the Bills um, if we have to drop one. Uh, but I want both, dude. Like you're saying, dude. If we can if we can beat a five and one Niners team and start a run like last year, good lord, good lord, it'd be a train you couldn't stop. You really couldn't, and I'm all for it. I'll conduct the son of a bitch. Let's go on a run. And we, we've got Orlando Brown Jr. coming back. He said when he left the Seattle game, he said after the game that he would be back after the bye. It has been more confirmed even here more recently that he will be he will be back. Um, yeah. And then Devin Ruck says, if we win this game, I'm pounding my chest with all the confidence in the world going forward. And as you should, yeah. just as the Browns fans should have after they beat him. Man, if you beat a team as good, as, as loaded as the Niners – then yeah, absolutely. You should pound your chest and I'm going to piss a lot more people off on the internet. Cause I'm down about 300 followers since Saturday, since I started shitting on the Buckeyes. Um, we got Chad, one of the owners of uh, ACE in the comments. Appreciate the shout out. Get your size and we can get you a shirt on us. Hey, local Ohio company, baby, local Man. Ohio company from right here in the rust belt. Um, and then Victoria says, I mean, why not us again? Why not us was a cool saying oh, back no. then. I like it. But people people kind of started getting to the end of it. But yeah. now it's got to be it is us, right? That's what it turned into. It is us. But, hey, right now, three and three, shit's been bad. Why can't we do it? Why That's... not us? I like it. Right. Sorry for the oh, no, you froze there for a second. So I was like, oh, oh, no. oh Spectrum, <laughs> you son of a bitch. But I just, like, I just want people to realize, and this is going to look terrible, but but that's the division standings, and it's blurry. Look, this is show business, baby. And and before we go, we are three and three, okay? Browns four and two, Steelers four and two, Ravens are kicking ass right now. They just beat the ever living dog shit out of the Lions. We're not that far behind our division, okay? So everybody, quit hitting the panic button, and let's go on this run. That's my my closing statement. Who day? Unless you got another segment that I've completely forgot about. I don't have anything else. We've kept people longer than we normally do. Once again, big thanks to Mike Daniels for coming on the show. That was a Absolutely. phenomenal conversation. Um, before somebody's internet takes a shit, let's just get out of here with a big who day. We'll be back Thursday at 6 p.m. We'll dive into the Niners a little bit more and hopefully start the energy boost that gets us a big time win. Just a reminder, we are unfortunately not doing the watch party at Slapping Lizard on Sunday because their entire kitchen staff quit. Who <laughs>